Good afternoon. You're listening to K Tahoe. It's time for the bright side with Alexis Robin. Well, hello and happy Monday. Happy to Monday, all of our listeners, and to you, Jen. It's a beginning of a great week. We're at the end of January here, so it's you know 2013 is in effect. You know, it's it's unbelievable how fast it it goes by that we're talking Valentine's Day and. You know, even Easter is March 31st this year. It comes yeah. early. And, it's, you know, we were discussing that from, like, a school point of view and the Easter break. And then it's just boom, downhill to summer. Yeah, I um, I was already thinking spring break. So I, I'm with you. It's going fast. And uh, and so today we're talking about um, not about how fast a year is going, but about employee engagement. And I read recently an article from LinkedIn. Um, it was a, LinkedIn has the greatest, in my opinion, has the greatest resources and the greatest curation process for good articles based on what you follow and who you um, and what your job experience is. They send you like little articles, like, "Hey, we thought you might be interested in this." Interesting. And it's I always find at least you know four out of the ten articles that are rock solid, fabulous. And so this particular article, it came last week, and it's, it's by Inc. Magazine, and it's called, Your Employees Just Aren't That Into You. <laughs> I read it, and I thought it was hilarious to start, but, um, but it basically talks about employee engagement and what, you know, why it's important and, and had some facts and figures, and so I thought it was a good thing that, to share on the show, and uh, the beginning of the article talks about... Um, a survey that reports that employees who aren't into their jobs cite their relationship with their boss as the biggest problem. Interesting. Yeah, so when you think about employee engagement and employee disengagement, you hear about this a lot. There's uh, the Gallup poll does a lot of studies on employee engagement and strength finders, strength-based leadership by Tom Rath um, talks a lot about why people are engaged when they are um, working from a place of their strengths. But this particular article talks about um, the problems in leadership and management and why when employees are not in a great relationship with their boss that they become disengaged. So for any of you listening, I'm sure you can think back to a time in your life when you worked for a boss that wasn't all that great. Oh, yeah. Or that you didn't jive with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you think about employee engagement, for a lot of companies, it falls into the category of soft skills. Right, so it's not like diversity training that's mandated by law in California, or harassment training, or you know how to use Excel, <laughs> or something like that. Um, how to read a PNL? It's just kind of soft skills. Like, well, we're not really sure it's important. It's kind of one of those like warm fuzzy things. I don't know. But the thing is, is that if you're if your company or you as a leader are not taking employee engagement seriously and thinking that it's unnecessary, you could be losing tons of money. And here's why: the Dale Carnegie Group they did a study last year of 1,500 employees, and they found out that of the 1,500, only 29 percent of that number were fully engaged in their jobs, meaning they showed up to work, they worked. Hard, they were creative, they thought about you know how they could be productive, and they really showed up like the way that you hope people show up if you're the owner of the business. Now, on the opposite end, people who are fully disengaged, and what I mean by fully disengaged is people who are putting in the minimum amount of work to achieve the expected results. Okay. So like if your job is to sell timeshare and you can sell just enough to not get fired 
Like this is what we would call minimally or disengaged workers. Um, people who show up as a front office manager, a front desk manager, and who do just enough to keep the employees happy and not get fired. Um, these are the people who are who are disengaged, and meaning they really don't care about their job. They really don't care about the success of the company. They are not interested in making things better. They just are showing up to get their paycheck. Okay. Uh, 26% of the people working right now, according to this survey, are um, are fully disengaged. Wow. Which means that the rest, the 47% in between, is somewhere between fully disengaged and fully engaged. Right? So my guess would be that more people are on the bottom half of the spectrum than the top half. I would probably agree with you. And, and I mean, if you think about what's been going on with our economy over the last few years, a lot of people have not left their jobs because they're so happy to be just getting a paycheck that they're willing to suffer through bad management, suffer through a job they can't stand, working from a place that doesn't, you know, allow them to use their strengths. They just kind of stick it out because the fear is, is that um, nobody will hire them if they quit because there are no jobs. That's a bad place to be. It is a bad, That's place, a bad to place to be. To be. I mean, then you get trapped, and then you start to feel yucky, and then that kind of bleeds out on everybody around you, which has a ripple effect. <laughs> but so, um, so twenty six percent of the working force, according to this survey, are fully disengaged. Now, what this means for companies in the U.S. is that it turns out to be billions of dollars in losses. In fact, the Bureau of National wow. Affairs estimates that the U.S. loses $11 billion. I'll say it again. $11 billion annually due to turnover. Wow. Now, when you think of what we just talked about in terms of people leaving, you know, not leaving their jobs because they're afraid there's nothing else out there, imagine this is turnover based on people working from a sense of fear and not leaving their jobs. Imagine what it would be like in a good economy where people had the option to go and move and shake and find better companies. That's crazy. Right? Totally crazy. So in most cases, they found that engagement is most affected by the relationship with with the employee's immediate supervisor. Right? So we talked about that right at the beginning of the show is that most people who are disengaged at work is because of a bad relationship with their immediate supervisor. Uh-huh. Now, the good news is, is this is mostly about management style. And management style can be taught and be changed. So not necessarily, you know, I would, I would argue that leadership energy can be taught and can be improved on, but some people just don't have it. Uh-huh. But management, which is where a lot of this falls, is to the managers kind of in the mid-level and just kind of the managers cruising along, this can be taught and this can be changed. So the behaviors that they talk about that equal a good manager and equal an engaging manager, somebody who helps to create an environment where their employees are engaged, um, they, they attribute it in this article in Inc. Magazine to four different things. And the first one is good communication. The second one is the ability to create a culture of growth. Mm-hmm. The third is recognition. And the fourth is trust. So let's talk about that for a minute. So good communication. Like, what does that look like for you, Jen, in your history of working? Good communication is where you're keeping your employees um, informed of what's going on. To me, there was nothing worse than being with a client or a customer and them informing me of something. Yeah, yeah. That happens. um, In fact, that happens a lot with people that I know. 
Yeah, that's... <laughs> They'll say, oh my gosh, today my client told me blah, blah, blah. I'm so annoyed it's, that it's I didn't awkward. know. It's awkward. I mean, we were at an event the other night where certain things were supposed to happen. There, you know, bar service is what mm-hmm. it was, you know, that this was, you know, complimentary. And we're telling the bartender... And it's awkward oh. for the client and guests, too, where they don't know, and they're, like, checking with their super. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. This is what we're – like, I shouldn't be telling you. And, I, you know, and being in that position. Right, as a vendor. As, yeah. Or as tough. a partner in the, in yeah. the um, event. Yeah. No, you're right. So so that's a good one. So Jen talked about um, keeping your employees informed. So good communication can come in many different ways. It can come in – overall communication about where your company is going, what's happening, keeping people up to date and informed. It can be about um, listening and uh, allowing people to share what's really going on, creating an environment where people can share. A lot of places people are like, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I've been burned before Mm -hmm. and I don't trust, you know, people say, oh, HR is safe. Then they go tell someone in HR and then it gets, you know, pulled out in front of everybody at the company or... That and I've, that's horrible. Yes, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that happen recently quite a bit. Yeah, and it does happen. I mean, it's happened to people who I know. And it's um, and that's a bad thing because then what happens is you stop getting real feedback from mm-hmm. people. And they stop feeling like their opinion matters. And hello, disengagement. Is this a big shocker? No, it's not. But is it costing you $11 billion a year? I mean, imagine how much more productive our country could be if we solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Right? So, exactly. Um, so one tip to become better at communicating uh, that you can I'm going to give you a tip for each of these today so you could start improving your management skills or you could start teaching your managers about how to improve their skills today um, is to become a better listener Uh and the way that you can become a better listener is to focus your full attention and energy on the employees when they're speaking to you so instead of you know finishing up a memo or checking an email while listening to them on the phone or um you know, just being distracted, just stop what you're doing, turn, look directly at your employee or whoever's coming to talk to you and focus in on what they're saying. And instead of trying to come up with your response in the middle of what they're telling you, wait, listen, fully digest, and then respond. And that um, that will help you on your way to be a better communicator. Now, the second area, this ability to create a culture of growth is um, – I think this is a really important one. I mean, I think if there's anything that we're learning in this economic environment, in this uh, business environment over the last couple of years, is that things are changing at a rapid pace. Mm -hmm. And we need to be able to grow ourselves. We need to be able to grow our company. We need to be able to grow our ideas at a rapid pace to keep up. Yeah. And if you're not doing this, if you're kind of sticking in the same thing and you're bashing people who want to grow and you're not encouraging people um, to grow, then you could be losing the cutting edge. You could be losing your innovation power. Exactly. And a lot of innovation comes from people on the ground. Yep. You know, you might be, I'm looking across here from KTHO at Base Camp Pizza Company, who, which we've been to a couple times, super fun place, Yummy. really good and delicious. And, I mean, it, you could be the owner there and never listen to what you're, and I'm just hypothetically, so yeah. for anyone who's listening. Um, don't read into it, Base Camp. Yeah, don't read into it. But, um, but point being is that you could be not ever listening to what your feedback from your servers are, and you could be losing most of your good information and feedback from the guest because they're the ones who interact with the guest. Exactly. So, you know, if I were an owner of a restaurant, I would want to know 
what people are saying to my servers. Mm -hmm. And I'd want to hear my server's suggestions for Mm -hmm. how to make things better. Mm -hmm. Right? So um, when you think about creating a culture of growth, encourage people to read. Uh, You can encourage them to read books on uh, things that will help them develop their own strengths. You can encourage them to do self-improvement seminars. You can encourage them to get coaching, to, um, to listen to books on tape. I mean, there's lots of ways that you can encourage personal growth and people who have personal growth they that will get translated to your business growth sure so a lot of companies are like oh well i don't want to invest in this guy's personal growth he's just going to leave and then what good is that to me it's like well if you're already preparing for him to leave why why is he there why is he there in the first place right the whole point is is to you know help your employee to become a better person so that they can be a better employee right then they appreciate you and value you because you're helping them you're not just looking at them as a way to the dollar. Yep. Right? So um, so encourage people to, uh, to do some reading and self-improvement. And then also be open to new ideas. If someone comes to you and says, like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this for the morning show? Instead of saying, oh, no, we don't do that. You know, say, oh, no, we haven't actually. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Even if you don't love the idea at first, at least be open enough to listen to it because you never know what that might spark another idea. Exactly. You might say, oh, well, that might not work, but we might be able to do that in the afternoon show, and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So be open to new ideas. Now, the, four, the uh, third thing of being a good manager, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking about employee engagement. This is Alexis Robin. I'm a local life and business coach here with Nourish Life Coaching, and we're talking about a great article from Inc. Magazine called Your Employees Just Aren't Into You. So, um, so here, number three in terms of improving your management skills is recognition. Now, I have heard over the years a lot of people struggle with recognition. And they struggle with it because they feel like there has to be some formal program or they feel like there has to be some big high-ticket dollar item to reward people. Like, oh, we need to get them those, like, crystal star trophies that say, like, number one employee. Or we need to give them, like, a $100 gift card to wherever. Or, you know, recognition is not about prizes. Recognition is about valuing the work and the efforts that your people have put forward. Mm -hmm. That is truly what people want. I mean, the swag, it's nice. I mean, let's not deny that it's nice to get a gift certificate to your favorite restaurant. However... It's just as nice for someone to come up and say, wow, Jen, I really love how you've taken the morning show to the next level. Like, it's, it's so much more fun to listen to now than it used to be. And I just think that your efforts have been really worthwhile. It's like, wow, that feels good. Yep, like, somebody's exactly. paying attention to the effort that I'm putting in. Exactly. And that is what recognition is about. It is not about paying off your employees or patting them on the head or putting them on a pedestal in front of other employees to hope that they'll feel better. Exactly. It's about paying attention to the work that they do and then sincerely thanking them. Yeah. And sometimes that is enough. We all want to be heard, appreciated, and loved. Right? Like this is human element that I have learned over years of coaching is people want to be heard, appreciated, and loved. And so appreciated means you see what I do, you recognize it. That's all. That's pretty simple. It's so simple, and it's free, right? You could implement it today. Free is good. Free is good. All right, and lastly here, um, trust is was the last thing that they talked about in terms of good management and improving employee engagement. And trust, some things you can do here is that you can be sure that you have agreed upon values and objectives. So make sure that your employees are on the same page with the company values and objectives. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, a lot of the clients that I work with, a lot of the coaching clients I work with, 
that come to me are unhappy at their jobs because their values don't line up with the company's values. And there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and they feel like, ew, yuck, I don't, this doesn't feel good to me. Exactly. This doesn't align with my values. And so make sure that, especially in the interview process, that you're clear on what your company's values are and you're sharing that with the person who's getting hired. Because if they don't value hard work and teamwork, they value individual work, that could be hard if your whole company's built on teamwork. Yeah. You know, and sharing job duties. So, and then um, the second thing you can do here is to be predictable. You know, don't... Don't put your employees in a place where they're constantly wondering how you're going to react to something. Oh, <laughs> wonder what I'm going to get today, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Uh, what is that? Jekyll or Hyde? Yeah, <laughs> right? Jekyll like, and Hyde. I don't remember who was the doctor and who wasn't. I don't yeah. either, but, who you know, these are the, uh, th- this is not what you want for people. If you want to create a trusting environment, you need to be predictable. Yeah. And, and you know, if one time out of 20 you're not predictable, well, that's okay. But if half and half, it's hard to follow. That's tough. So if you want your employees to be just that into you, then uh, work on your management skills, some basic things. And remember, if you decide to ignore this this information and carry on, that you'll be part of uh, the companies that are losing $11 billion to turnover. And when this economy bounces back, it's going to be hard for you to find good employees. Yeah. And so if you, are, if you take this information and you work with it and you improve how uh, – how your managers are working now when this economy gets better people are going to flock to your company and they're going to want to work with you and they're going to you're going to have a great reputation and you're going to have all the very best um resumes coming across your desk not all the junky leftover you know got fired ones right (laughs) like you're going to have the good ones coming across so um so this is what you want so this is alexis robin nourish life and business coaching If you love the show, download the app, Nourish Life Coach, on iPhone or Droid. And uh, you'll get a little, if you say yes to push messages, you get a little uh, inspiration every morning when you wake up. (laughs) Very good. Thanks, Jen. Have a great week. Thanks, Alexis. It's been fun. It's been fun. Be back next week, same time. You've been listening to The Bright Side with Alexis Robin right here on K Tahoe.